Hey guys, welcome back to the Karina Talks Too Much podcast. You're on episode number 35 and today it's yours truly talking all about automations. In this solo cast, I'm going over how brick and mortar businesses as well as online can use online platforms to help automate workflows in their business. I'm talking about building email lists, funneling clients through your workflow, scheduling options, and more. I go into the nitty gritty of how these work in my own business, how they can work in yours, and really the who, what, when, where, why we use automations to scale and grow our business. So if you're ready for me, you're going to love today's episode. I had so much fun finding all the things and bringing them to you. So ready? Away we go. Welcome to the Karina Talks Too Much podcast. I'm your host, Karina Lanting, a holistic entrepreneur and gluten-free goddess swimming into your eardrums from the west coast of Canada. hey So did you ever have a phrase that just kind of followed you around? Talks Too Much was on pretty much every report card I think I ever had, and I never really did see it as a bad thing, you know? Today I'm using my gift to talk too much about issues that are important to me and my community. The Karina Talks Too Much podcast is a place where women gather for inspiration, education, and to engage in the sisterhood of running wild into our greatness. Listen in on my conversations with inspiring guests, where we share real talk discussions about issues that face women every day in life and business. We talk too much about our daily habits in health and wellness, our mentorships, and systems we use to rise up and get you excited about what your next steps could look like. So get inspired to run wild with your own goals by learning from my flossom guests on the show. That's right, flawless and awesome, I went there. And be sure to hang out with us online at all our favorite social hotspots. Warm up your coffee and tighten that top knot boo-boo. Get ready to settle in for the next 30 minutes with me as I introduce you to your next best friend. Hey guys, welcome back. Today is a solo cast episode. That means it is just little old me coming at you and delivering my brilliance today on automations. So today I'm going to be talking about who chooses to use automations, what they are, why we use them, even when we can use automations. And then I'm going to go over three ways that you can use automation to build your business. So a lot is going to be jam-packed into this episode. Stick around right to the end. There's always lots going on. Um, But if you're ready for me, we're going to get started right now. We, we, me and my multiple personalities are going to get started right now. (laughs) So What are automations? How can we use them? First of all, let's just define what automations are. Automations are um, actions that are performed by a third party platform. So could be an email list. It could be even your Facebook. Um, Once we get over what automations are, you'll see how you're already using some of them and you might not even be aware. So automations are um, actions from third-party platforms that help you um, cut down on the managerial work in your business. So all of the kind of like paperwork tedious things or building um, a business, you can automate a lot of that stuff. So it's um, that people use automation to grow their business is let's say, have you ever signed up for an email list? Like that's an automation. 
putting people through a funnel. So going from, oh, this girl looks really cool. Let me see what she's about. And then next thing you know, you're 20 minutes into this rabbit hole of what her website is and what her life is. That's a funnel and you've been played. Well, not played, but like you've been in a funnel. And so that is a really great resource for us online marketers and digital entrepreneurs to build awareness, build our brand awareness without actually have to being out there shouting from the rooftops about our business. So funnels are a great way to get people into our business. And then also people use it for scheduling. So I'm going to go over how all of those work um, for me and my business. But first, I want to back up and talk about who uses automation. Because you're probably like two minutes into this being like, holy shit, Karina, calm down. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> Let's just go to the basics. So the people that use automations are people that are really valuing what a computer can do for you. Um, if you are a type A control freak, it might scare you a little bit to pass over the reins into an automation because things can go wrong, especially in user error when you're setting them up. You can just do one little thing wrong and then a form block won't save or it will work and um, you'll be collecting information and it won't be going anywhere. That's another thing that's happened to me that's so sad. So a lot of ways that people can use automations, but the people that are using it are the ones that are open to the power of just the ability that automations have for growing our business. So if you've thought about automations before and you've been scared by them and scared what they can do or overwhelmed by just the sheer work involved in setting up an automation, today we're really going to blast all that out of the water. So you're going to just be dying to get off this podcast and start your very first funnel. So anybody can start automations, whether you have a business or if you don't, to be honest, it's better if you haven't even started online because then you are totally green and you don't know what's going on and you can just start right and fresh from the get-go. But that's not to say that if you've been in business online for 20 years or even this is applicable to brick and mortars too, by the way, um, even if you've been in business for 20 years, there's still room for you at the automation table, which is really fun. So anybody can be here. Anybody can use automations. Most of them are free. A lot of them are low cost. And you guys, a lot of these functions that automations can perform, if you have employees, you're going to be surprised at what these automations can do for you that you were paying people to do. So this isn't to discourage um, a harmonious work environment or for you to fire all your employees and say, I'm letting the the robot do it. Um, this is just to put into perspective how far we've come in online e-commerce and what tools are out there to help you build, right? So anybody can use an automation. Let's just get that off the table right now. So what are automations? I went over that. They're little like chain sequence of events that can build things for you in the background. That's awesome. Why do we use them? To grow our business. We use them so we can free up time to be working on our business and not in our business, right? Did I say that right? I think I might have screwed that up. We basically, <laughs> it's early. It's early, guys. I'm sorry. We basically want to, yeah, that's, I did. I fucked that up. Sorry. We basically want to be working on our businesses on a daily basis so we can be feel, feeling fulfilled and moving forward. We don't want to be working in our business daily. So those things that we're doing in our business are like 
the tasks that you need to do to keep your business running and afloat, but nobody's really seeing any um, financial benefit or like it's a, it's more of a drain for you to work in your business than working on your business and working with your clients or building your products or your services, right? Doing the nitty gritty stuff that's like not really income producing sucks hard. And so if we can um, source that out to outside sources, yay, that frees up our time to really spend on the things that matter in our business. And that's our income producing activity. That is the number one, no matter what business structure you're in, if you're not making money, then what are you doing, honey? So freeing up that, like, why do we use automations? Freeing up that time is probably the biggest um the biz- the biggest reason people start but there's also other reasons so one thing um that i did mention on the negative but it's on the positive here is that it really helps cut down human error so when you're using a properly set up form function or a funnel or um a scheduling sequence if you're you've set all that up properly the amount of time that you're going to save on doing menial tasks is like really great, like really, really high. And then further, if you're inputting data all the time, your human error, like it's bound to happen. Whereas, whereas if other people are inputting their data, they're not going to fuck up their name. (laughs) They're not going to screw up their birthday. You might. So being able to have reliable records is another reason why automations are great. So I'm talking more about like email lists or again with scheduling, like that to me has been the biggest one, automation, because I work with people in various time zones. And so when I first started out, I'd be like, okay, you know, it's nine o'clock here. What time is it there? Let's figure out a time. And it was always like, so difficult to try and figure out what time somebody needed to be hopping on a Zoom call with me on their time zone and my time zone. Like, I don't know why, but it was. And we'd always, like, I'd got it a lot of the time, but there was probably one out of five people that it would not work out. Like, people would come at the wrong time or they'd come at my time zone instead of theirs. And like, it was a hot mess express. So when I started um, outsourcing my scheduling for both my podcast and my product-based business, Oh my God, my whole life got better. Like I can't even tell you to just be able to direct somebody to a page that says, hey, look, my whole calendar's there. Take a look at the times that I have available and see what works for you and let's go from there. There is no match of like oh, busy or oh, um, you know, I can only do these days. First day, like physical calendar that syncs your calendar that has all of your little, you know, dentist appointments, your kids stuff, everything synced into it. And that automation calendar knows that you're going to be busy at those times and only offers the t- that you can fit it in based on how you've set it up. Like, am I speaking your love language yet? Because when I realized that this was that I could pay like 20 bucks a month for, I was like, what the hell with what happened? Like, here's a reason. Here's a really good of how cool the paying somebody to do for you that you don't need to. That you could simply automate and cut a you know, free payment to... Here. So um, there's a few mentioned at the end. None of these are paid ads. They're simply what I use and what's working for me. Um, but I will go over all of that at the end and then also blog post every single episode I do. So if I've said anything in an episode that you're like, oh my gosh, I need to figure out where that is. Odds are I've linked to it in the episode. So just go on your um, episode webpage there and you'll find it. So anyways, back to our audience. When do we set up our audience? Well, I touched on that a little bit in the beginning. 
we touch on we we start automations when we're ready to scale, when we're ready to actually grow, when we're ready to invest in our business. And that is can be a scary moment because a lot of times you're starting up a business, you're investing money or before making money. And so a lot of people wait on the automation step if they're for automations just because they want to wait until the money rolls in. But here's where I'm going to fight you on that. Your money is not going to roll in unless if people, you're building your list and you're increasing your odds of seeing more people come through your online business or even your brick and mortar business. So in order to increase that number, you have to increase on your content or your store or whatever, right? And so when you're setting up a proper funnel, let's say a freebie that you're giving away, all you have to do is advertise that freebie and people that are interested in that free offer are going to sign up for your email list and list of people that you know their interests lie. So this is why people set up freemiums, give away things. The thing that they're giving away for in a very small, minute scale is relative to the service or the product that they offer and they sell. So they would have a little taste of it for free and be like, oh my gosh, I love this person or I love this product or I love this service. I want more. And because you've just acquired that person onto an email list that you're going to either communicate with weekly or through a newsletter or however you choose to structure that part of the communication basis of your business, they're there. They're there seeing what you're doing. And most people need more than one exposure to you and what you do. Honestly, it's more like seven to eight exposures before they decide to work with you, before they decide to buy your product or your service. Best way for people to do that is through getting to know you through things like your email list or through say a podcast or your social media accounts, whatever it is, you have to make sure that you're funneling those people into a capture. So now we're going into capturing emails, capturing data, capturing clients. How do we, how do we automate that? process, right? Because that's what we're sold. We're sold online business. It's easy. Uh, People are online already anyways. You just need to redirect them to your store instead of somebody else's store. How do we do that? How do we get automation to work for us? This is where the magic lies. When you find out which workflow works best for you, pardon me, that helps build your business, you're unstoppable. So part of my job, most of my job as a coach in my network marketing business is helping people discover what workflows and automations are going to work for them in their lifestyle. Because when I'm building a lifestyle business with somebody with my product-based business, it is always only going to be a part-time gig for people. Whether it's going to be online or whether it's going to be in real life, I don't advocate for being that weird salesperson online full-time. That's weird. Nobody likes it. It's become this gross used car salesman of the internet, right? And so the sustainable practices that I teach is teaching you to discover what it is your gifts are in life, what it is that you love about either your health and wellness business or why you started with me. And then we target people that that's also going to be their thing. Because then that means you don't have to change who you are, boo-boo. You can stay exactly who you are. You don't have to accommodate to anybody. You can continue to be the person that you are in your social media presences. The only difference is we're going to be capturing those that are like, damn, yeah, I like what she's doing. So it's a less evasive approach to network marketing 
in this example than the constant flooding your DMs. Hey, I have this product I think you would like. Like, that's gross. We want people to find us, choose to let them, let us into their lives and then engage that way. So I don't ever really talk about why I do the business that I do except in my email list because those people have chosen to invite me in to their special place of their phone, right? Where you're going to check every morning, every night, every toilet break, whatever, how many emails you get and who's there. So I don't want to abuse that privilege that somebody's invited me in, right? So I'm not sending emails every day about buy this, buy that. I have value and content. So these are things I teach. So those are some of the reasons people will start an automation. They'll keep an automation, how they'll run it. Now I'm going to kind of shift into the three ways that I build automation. So the last couple minutes I've been talking about email lists. So I think that's a really good place to start. Email lists are invaluable. Um, I want to preface by saying it doesn't matter how many people are on your email list. I'm going to let you sit with that one for a minute because I think that we have this obsession with numbers and to be successful, we don't have to have crazy numbers. No, we just have to target to the right people give them a product or service that they're searching for, solve some sort of problem for them, and they are going to come to us for that solution. They will, because they already trust you. They've already brought you into your circle. So when you're building an email list, I'm gonna back up a little bit as to why I started building my email list. I didn't really take it very seriously the first couple of years of my business. I would manually add in clients' data as they came in. So primarily my business was face-to-face for quite a few years. And so I was entering all of their data. So I had an organized place where I had all of their information. I had their email address. If I wanted to pop out an email to my clients, I could, and that worked great. And then um, one of the Facebook groups that I had been building my business around, I had built my business around quite a few Facebook groups and they're working really well. But once the algorithm changed about three or four years ago and we needed to really sponsor our posts to be seen, it was hard for me to find people that wanted what I had and organically have them join my list. So that means not through paid ads, organically find me. Um, And I started realizing that I didn't own any of the content, any of the, any of the business really that I built on borrowed land. So that is our Facebook. That is our Instagram. That is your Pinterest. These are borrowed land. You have to look at it like that. You may have a Facebook following of 50,000 people, but if you haven't captured their data and Facebook overnight, or you get reported for something stupid or ghosted or blocked or whatever, how do you communicate with those people that love you and adore you? You can't any longer. It's through Facebook's terms. So this is some of the catalysts that helped me um, start my own podcast and really focus on building my email list because I realized at the end of the day, what is it that I own? I'm building an online business. There's so much that I give for free in my free content, but what do I own and what do I what can I control, right? And in any business, you want to be able to have your client records and data files. 
And if you're only building on an Instagram, Pinterest, or Facebook platform, you don't have that means of communication. You don't have that open direct line into their life. It's through a filter. It's through the filter of those social media channels. So it's really important to focus your energy on building the things that you own. So an email list is something that you own. You're building it. You're adding those contexts to it. That is your list. When your list reaches up to 10,000 subscribers, it's valued at a dollar per subscriber. So that's just in the industry. We talk about how valuable email lists are um, and how some people actually use them to grow for other people and then sell them when they hit a really big limit, right? And so that's kind of the evaluation of when you hit around the $10,000 mark, you can sell that list for about 10 grand because each person engaged is about a dollar a subscriber. Um, so that's a real big eye opener, right? But back to my original statement about email lists, about the numbers, you don't need high numbers to have high sales. You need to have the right people there. So even if you're sitting right now listening and you've got an email list of 50, 60 people, if those 50, 60 people are your people, that's okay because they are there listening up on you and they'll be the ones that are really engaged. If you have an email list of let's say 500 people, but an open rate of only like 2%, well, nobody's seeing your stuff. Nobody's listening to you. So odds are you're either emailing too often. The people on your list aren't the right fit for the content that you're serving. There's all kinds of ways to analyze what's working and what isn't. And that's another thing that I do with my clients, <clears throat> with my coaching clients. I think I'm going to take a second here really to preface that like the way that I make my income is through one of those MLMs guys. And I know that that could be a shocker because when you go to my social media, you don't see that. Um, when you go to my website, it, you, it's not a direct representation of somebody that's in one of those things. Um, and this is what I teach. I teach other people how to do this. And I think it's really important to start breaking down the stigma about network marketing is because especially since COVID, boo, boo thing. This is all you be doing. So whether you're getting paid for your recommendations or not, like that's on you, I am. And that's what I teach people to do. So by being ourselves, by being authentic online, by sharing what's exciting to us and, and, and driving us helps find people that come to us. And then we translate all that into a business. So that's what I do. So if that's what your interest lies in, like passive income, a part-time job, you know, that kind of thing, please visit my website and work, um, work with me, hit the collaborate button and we can chat and talk all about how this will fit for you. But anyways, let's go back to building email lists. So you've set up attraction offer. That's how most people start building their email list. Cause like I said, you're going to give an offer out there that attracts certain people. And those certain people that like that thing are going to be the people that like all your things, right? So understanding what content that you want to give for your freemium is the first step. I call them freemiums cause it's like a premium, but it's free. Um, and so you want to make sure that it's something that has high value, but it hasn't taken you 10 hours to put together because then what's the point if you're giving it away? Um, some people also do like really low ticket items to build their email list. So let's say something that was originally $49.95, they're going to offer it to you right now for 
$5 or whatever. Um, that's another way that a lot of people will build their email list, but then also generate some income on the side. And those are usually like instant downloads. So you'll see a pop-up that's like, click here now for my 15 page book on cleaning your house or whatever. That's just an, that's just an example that I have, um, from, from, um, an Instagram ad myself. I follow this this really cool page and they've grown from like 10,000 Instagram subscribers to almost a million since February. They're a cleaning group out based out of Calgary, Alberta. And I love the way that she markets her work because what she does in her stories, she shows like the houses she's cleaning and the ways that you can clean your house, which is like big, you dirty bastards, clean your house. Um, but every day, Throughout her story, she's got at least 20 to 25 um, posts per day in her story. She'll have at least one that advertises her instant download. It's called her Cleaning Army Handbook. I mean, I feel like I'm promoing her and you're just going to go over there right now. It's called Glow Go Clean Co. if you're looking for her. Um, but yeah, she's got an instant swipe up to her download. It's just one time a day or once every couple of days, she fires that into her stories. And I can assume she's making bank off that download. Like if this is a a document she created one time. I think it's a 13 page on how to clean your house, um, how to do the things that you need to do to keep your house clean, routines, that kind of thing. And she has it for sale for like, I don't know, 12 or 13 bucks. So this is a really great way to build your email list because you're also, you're building it with people that are spending money. So you're not building it with people that are just out to find free stuff. So that's a really great way, a powerful way to build an email list that is going to give you some serious financial return. Because now what she's got is a list of people that are ready to buy whatever it is that she's going to recommend. So all she has to do is affiliate with some products or a service, like they, they are a service-based business. So I'm sure that this has helped her service-based business as well. Like I know she's like scaled her business huge since February. Um, but just an idea, keeping things flowing on how we can build not on borrowed land on something you own, which is an email list. Okay. I think I've talked email lists to death. Let's talk about funneling potential clients through your workflow. Did that sound like Greek to you? Raise your hand. <laughs> okay, so first of all, a workflow is something that you're gonna set up that is a series of events that a potential client or whoever it is that you're trying to attract into your website or into your online business, something that they are gonna go through that leads them to the information that they're searching for. I'm coming back. So think of a funnel. It's got a really wide opening, right? A really big top to gather everything, all those things. And then as those things fall down the funnel, they go into this tiny little channel and then into the bottle or wherever it is that you're going to, right? Really great descriptive work there, Karina. Anywho, so when we're building a funnel, we're capturing a ton of people at the top of that funnel. And what's going to happen is people are either going to decide as they go through our work workflow, if they want to continue on with the information they're giving, getting from me, or if they're just going to bounce out of that funnel. So really kind of giving you the idea of what a funnel is. So when you're dropping those people into your bottle or into your end of your funnel game, the ones that stay and the ones that are left at the end are filtered out through everybody. So it's a really great way to 
you know, build your peeps, build your peeps. So when funneling your clients through your workflow, how do we do this? Well, there's a lot of ways and you can go through a million webinars and still not really be clear. But I think the biggest thing that you have to really identify is what your end goal is, what it is that you want your people to do. Like either it is a simple funnel of signing up for your email list or a more complex funnel where it's like, I want these people to go to my online shop and buy this specific product. So those are two totally separate funnels that you're going to set up with different steps along the way. To set up a funnel for your email, like I walked through that, it's pretty simple, right? You set up a simple form, you do an offer, connect it to whatever your email list builder is and away you go. When you're filled, uh, building a funnel, pardon me, for a very specific task, you need to have a lot of options because if they opt out of one option, you still want to be able to capture those people and send them content that is relative to the thing that they opted out of. So like, let's say you're funneling through to your email list and you want to see who's going to buy, in my case, a protein powder. I'm going to send an email out that talks about nutrition, talks about, um, you know, just how to increase your protein levels, like not a direct call of action saying, go buy this protein powder. I'm going to send a few emails out talking about nutrition. And from that, you're going to see who opened those emails, who clicked on information in those emails, like that kind of thing, right? Like you're going to see all this data on your back end. So from that, you're going to set up your funnel from those triggers. So let's say somebody opened those emails and clicked. Well, those are the people maybe that I want to target. So I'll set up the next part of my funnel to send the next email to only the people that have opened up that email or that have opened up that email and clicked something. And only those people in the list are going to get the next portion of that email that's going to probably have a call to action. And then the next email is going to be another call to action. And then we go from there. So we're funneling out the people that perhaps are only in my client base for makeup or they're only in my client base for the skincare, right? And I'm targeting the people that are only really interested in the nutrition side of things. And then as I know who those people are, now I'm going to send them emails only based on nutrition from the next little while. And every once in a while, I'll send out a general email to everybody on the list, right? So that's a way that you can really start funneling through seeing the behaviors of your clients or your email list and understanding what it is they need from you. That's the biggest thing is reading your analytics, seeing who's doing what and who's not doing what. Because a lot of the times those are more full workflows to set up than on the workflows of the people that are doing things. Because if somebody has signed up to your list or to your, you know, Instagram or whatever, it's for a reason. And if they're not acting on purchasing or acting on the content that you're giving them, if they're not liking your picture, if they're not opening your emails, well, why are they there? So start understanding that through a funnel, right? Start targeting those people in a different way and start asking for engagement. Do polls from them. Lots of ways to figure out what it is that people are looking for from you and then to either like nix them or just, you know, be like, oh my gosh, everybody is different. And some people need to be um, presented an opportunity a different way. And so this might just create a whole, by assessing the people that you are watching that aren't doing what you're doing, you might be able to create a whole new workflow for a different type of person. 
So this is the power of automation, guys, because we know that there are very many characteristics uh, like, like, oh my gosh, I'm stuttering. There are many different people in the world and characteristics, right? And buying incentives. And so you can't just set up one workflow and hope that you're going to get everybody. You really have to understand who your people are and how they want to engage with you. So there is a little bit about funneling. And then the last thing I want to really talk about is the scheduling. We talked about it a little, we, again, me and my multiple personalities, I talked about it a little bit earlier in the episode about how I use scheduling. And I want to circle back to that because as a busy mom, as a busy full-time student, as a busy entrepreneur, this changed my life. I can't even, I'm not, I'm dramatic. I'm not being dramatic right now, boo-boo. This auto scheduler feature has changed my life. Um, so I'm going to tell you how mine works. A lot of them work similarly, but basically you sync the calendar that you use all the time to store your appointments, all that thing. So for me, I'm Apple everything. So I use iCloud. I use my Mac, like, right. Everything's iCloud. So, um, I sync my iCloud and whenever I physically put in an appointment within that calendar, it syncs directly to my auto scheduler. So nothing will book in that time. I set mine up to take a couple different types of appointments, basically um, like a virtual coffee chat to talk about the business. I've got one for the first steps in building your business, right? So when you sign on with me, it's your first like your training session. I've also got a nutritional consult. I've got, and then also the podcast, right? To book in, to be on the podcast. So four major things that happen in my business or need to happen in my business for me to make money uh, are automated through this scheduler. It's great. You can set up um, so many different ways that people can book in with you. I'm going to specifically talk to one on my hosting guest because that's probably the one that gets most used. Basically, I ask all my podcast guests once they're acquired, you know, a lot of them come through the website. So again, go over, check out that collaborate uh, section on my website if that's something that you're interested in being on a pod. Um, But basically, they click on that and learn a little bit about the podcast and have the opportunity to click and book in with me. And when they get to the window, they can choose two times that work for them, fill in the information, all the questions that I've set up to ask for my purpose so that when I get this email being like, yo, Karina, this lady just came and said, I want to be on your podcast in my email because I get a direct email whenever anybody uh, requests to book with me. So then all I have to do is decide on one of those two times that she has selected that works better for me, hit the button and that's it. And it goes into my schedule. It syncs with my calendar. Nothing will book in that time. It even, because I have it worked connected to Zoom, it'll even create a Zoom room ready for it for when we're ready to schedule, ready to go. It's already there. Ugh. Are you getting this yet? Oh, I haven't even talked about the best part. The best part is that it will send text message reminders and email messaging reminders to anybody that's booked with me, pre-set up how I've chosen to have them, um, you know, be presented to my clients. You guys, 
This is huge. I think I pay $20 a month for this. This is like my digital virtual assistant. It really is. I tell people all the time that I have a digital virtual assistant. It is great. They do not talk back to me. They just do what I ask. And it's literally an online platform. Like it's not a person. And I cannot live without this scheduling. So in order to um, build your business, you need to be able to talk to more people, right? And so for me, that was the hardest thing is scheduling people in to talk about their goals, their business dreams, how they want to work with me, whatever, because it always turns into, I don't know if this happens to you, but it happens to me. It always turns into a gigantic pissing match of who is busier. Oh, I'm really busy. Like if I hear you say I'm busy, like I want to kick you in the crotch. Like I really do. When people say I'm so busy, I just look at them like, tell me more, sweetie. Tell me more how busy you are because I'm pretty sure everybody right now is crazy busy. Everybody. There's, I, I'd love to meet somebody that's like calm and chill and does not have a to-do list that has a million things on it, but I've yet to meet that person. And if I do meet that person, they're usually so dull, I can't hold a conversation with them. So let's just take that busy word and throw it in the garbage because everybody's busy and realize that, you know, when you are trying to build something and work with people, you can't be that egotistical, well, it has to be on my time frame. Guys, the auto-scheduler takes away all this weirdness. And I'm telling you, this weirdness is there. I am, I'm telling you, it is there. I've worked trying to schedule people into my schedule for about six years now. And this last year has been so great because all I say to people is like, if they're interested, like, especially in real life, when people be like, oh, I'd love to do that. Or I'd love to work with you. Okay, cool. Here, I just sent you a link. Pick a couple times that work for you. And then we'll go from there. It takes away all the stigma. It takes away all the pressure of them having to pick a time like on the spot. It makes it this passive thing that they're like, oh, okay, well, these are the times that are popping up for her. This works. This works. Then it's not like this. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I really feel strongly about the scheduling because that in a multi-level marketing business has been the most difficult to schedule people and have them actually show up. And the biggest thing is that they're not showing up for me. Like doing this, whether they're here or not, right? Like my job is really just to give them the information that they need to make the best choice for them to see if this is something they want to do. So when they don't show up, that's fine. Because they're showing up for themselves, not for me. It's for them, right? And so having that scheduler makes everything flow better. The people that are serious about working with seriously go in and pick a couple times. And the people that aren't, it's just all talking. I don't have to keep going back and forth like, oh, yeah, no, does Tuesday work for you? Right? Like it just, it takes all of that weirdness off the table and it really helps build your business. In a not network marketing front, I can see how scheduling would be entirely um, needed for scheduling all types of things in your business. And so I really do think that you should look into an auto no matter what type of product or service business that you're in, because you'll be surprised at how maybe you could even grow your business through an option like scheduling. Okay, guys, I think that I've talked a lot about automations and how you can use them in your business, I do still feel like there is so much I didn't go over. I didn't go over apps like Hootsuite. Maybe let's do that real quick. So 
Hootsuite, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E, is the third party that you put all of your social media accounts to and schedule them out so you don't actually have to be there doing the things. This is something that has been game-changing for um, my Twitter. <laughs> uh, Instagram used to be really good, but then they kind of changed their um, permissions. So you can have everything scheduled, and then when it's ready to go, you just get like another notification, and then you just have to hit OK. So you still kind of have to be there, but you can have everything, your picture, your content, text, all loaded. Everything's ready to go. So that's super helpful. And then if you are on Facebook, so helpful. It syncs all these things. Um, and you can really upload any kind of need to watch like Hootsuite's great. I highly recommend Hootsuite. My email list builder that I use is MailChimp. Um, exactly how it sounds. I'm going to have a blog post again with all of these listed. So you can just click over to that. Um, my scheduler that I use is schedule once. There's also, um, I think Calendly is pretty good. Bumble life or no, but, oh. It's something like Bumble, but it's not Bumble because I know that that's like the dating app thing. What is it? Honey, Honeybook. Why do I think it's called Bumble? I think their branding is like really similar, like yellow and a honeycomb or something like that. And so that's why I get it confused. But Honeybook is another one that you can use for scheduling. Um, I have some friends that use it and really like it. And then building funnels. I do a lot of that work through my website. So I'm building them through pages that I'm creating. I'll create a page that either captures information and then leads people somewhere or leads people somewhere through them clicking through the process. So that works for me in funneling, but you could also use email list builders to funnel. Um, that helps with, um, like I was talking about targeting, who's already on your email list into smaller subgroups. That's really easy to do as well through email list. So um, lots of things, lots of things that you guys can do through automations that can help build your business. So if this is something that you wanna chat with me more about, I encourage you to pop over to creatalanting.com, click on the collaborate button and book a discovery call with me because we can talk all about how you can leverage an online business, build part-time income that really matters and help people. Really? Like that's the name of the game. For me, I'm here to help people. Alrighty, that's my little potty pod on automation. Please check out all of my things on my site and be sure to check out some sort of automation today, whether it's investing in it in yourself, a lot of these are free, or just working through other people's workflows and looking at it a different way. You don't have to stay on that email list. Just look and see how it is that they're attracting you to their offer. Once you've signed up for their offer, watch your inbox, how all of that works, and you'll start learning how people are using automations in their business every single day. So I hope that I have helped inspire you to check out automations, take another look at what they can offer you, and run wild into your greatness, boo-boo. See you soon. What do you think of the solo cast? I'm so excited to be able to share the same content with you in this whole new format. But if you're anything like me and you still need your eyeballs to land on something, you're going to want to go check out the show notes section over on my blog at KarinaLanting.com. I'm going to have all kinds of links from the information I shared in today's episode, as well as a plethora of information on online business and health and wellness. I have a whole bunch of programs and courses there offered, so I'm sure I've got something for you. And I want to mention again my five days to gluten-free program. 
completely free and ready for you to just dive in and get all of the nitty gritty details about what it means to truly go gluten-free and mean it. Again, check that out on my website at karinalanting.com, spelled out K-A-R-I-N-A-L-A-N-T-I-N-G. And I hope to see you back here again next time with my guest. She is going to kill it.